Okay. Now, let's take it from the top. This is the Lowdown Sports Show. Give me the lowdown. With Drew. I just heard your dad might already hate you. And I was like, yeah. what, brother? Oh, man. And BJ. Yeah, he could be a part of the ma- mascot's entourage and, and be throwing t-shirts into the crowd. <laughs> and it all starts right now. All right, welcome into another episode of the Lowdown Sports Show. I'm your host, Drew. I'm BJ. And we're here to get the lowdown on all things basketball. Episode two here in season four. We're here for some more action for you guys. Talking some basketball as we always do. Uh, Before we get into the depths of the show, we want to make sure we shout out our partners, T-Public, Fanatics, and SeatGeek. SeatGeek is a ticket app that takes the confusion out of buying tickets. Use code THELOWDOWN in all caps on your first order for $20 off. And BJ? Yes, Drew? The show is also, if you can see above me, for anybody watching, presented by StatHead. That's right, Drew. And today's stat of the episode for our second episode of Season 4, well, we'll be talking about this uh, gentleman here in just a few minutes because he's been in the news for, well, a big reason this week and really, you know, creating all the headlines around the league. But Damian Lillard, last season he scored that 71-point game. Uh, I believe that was a not just a new career high, but it was the, uh, the most that anybody besides Donovan Mitchell scored around the league last season when he scored 71 against the Rockets. He did that back on February the 26th. He, uh, he now, Drew, has, you know, only four seasons in his career where he's not put up at least a 50-point game. Uh, the uh, Early on in his career, he had a 43-point game back in 2014-15. He had a 41-point game in 2013-2014. His rookie year, 2012-2013, he only topped out at 38 points as his uh, single-game high. And the only other year that he failed to get over 50 was uh, just two years ago, Drew, in 2021-2022, when his season high that year at the age of 31 was just 43 points. So uh, it's interesting. He's been consistently been up there and, and having to you know, be a, a, a good high-volume scorer for the Trailblazers. And now we'll, we'll talk here in just a little bit. What does this mean with, with uh, his new destination? Is he still going to be coming up with uh, – single game performances like that we shall see are you muted drew sorry i did do that what is it what what does it mean indeed uh thank you for that stat of the episode bj as always of course that of the episode and uh we do have a lot on hand today not as much as you know we did in the last episode because that's around the association that's a jam-packed episode all the time we still got things to talk about, and he's already alluded to it, talking Damian Lillard and his new home, and that new home is Milwaukee. We'll talk about the things that uh, come with that and what we think the Bucks will be like with Damian Lillard 
Um, also, this sparked some interest in my mind to talk some some of the best NBA trios in the league right now, and I'll see where where BJ has these guys stacked up. And uh, we'll also take a look at uh, something we talked about some episodes ago. A superstar has finally responded to another superstar's conversation or uh, comments about the greatest of all time. <laughs> Um, as well as the WNBA semifinals are here and in action. We have had a couple of games already. We'll talk about those and what's going on with that and where we are. Will we see a five-game series or not on either side? Who knows? We'll see. And uh, we'll talk some awards reactions as well. Some of those have come out, and not everybody's been the happiest about who has gotten what so far. And we'll, uh, we'll we'll put our stance out there in this one as well. And with it acquitted, of course, on tap, BJ's Beth, what's on Drew's mind, all in store for today. And BJ. Yes, Drew. When you're ready to go, we can get on going. I am ready, Drew. Why don't we just go ahead and dive on into this? Uh, on into it, man. Man, you got it, dude. Let's <laughs> go. Damian Lillard, the blockbuster deal of recent memory right now. I mean, we've had things go on in the NBA, but this one is one where everybody picks up their phone and is like, what? What is that? That's not Miami. That's not what they've been talking about for months now in this Damian Lillard saga. He's no, not Milwaukee not. Buck, though. Milwaukee Buck, a blockbuster deal, BJ. Three teams involved. The others, uh, of course, Portland is involved in this, and the third team, the Phoenix Suns, they wanted to dive in and, and get on get in on this action as if they need more help for all those guys out in Phoenix. Um, well, they, they did get uh, DeAndre Ayton cleared out of there, which they is did. what has been kind of wanting for a number of years now. Yeah, Monty Williams is probably happier than who knows what right now with DeAndre Ayton <laughs> out of town. Happier but- than a tornado in a trailer park, as, uh, as Toe Mater would say. <laughs> and uh, the deal is Portland receives Drew Holiday, okay, DeAndre mm-hmm. Ayton, and Tumani Kamara. As Cam's okay. up in the house, what's up, Cam? Uh, Milwaukee's 2029 unprotected first round draft pick and an under, unprotected Milwaukee swapping rights in 2028 and 2030, the team said in their release. So those are some of the deeds within that trade. The Suns receive Yusuf Nurkic. Grayson Allen from Milwaukee, um, Nasir Little, Keon Johnson as part of the trade package, and the Blazers are expected to engage in contending teams on uh, trade talks to move Drew Holiday. Sources have told Woj. Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, it's 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 interesting because wasn't it not too long ago? Maybe earlier this week. It wasn't. I don't think it was Tuesday, but. It was pretty close in terms of timing. Drew had, had just said the day before uh, he was going to be. It was the day before it he was, was a buck for before. life or something like that. Yeah, made a post. He was like, "I don't want to play for anybody else. Uh, I I want to be a buck for a life or whatever. Yeah. I don't want to play for any other team." And then the next day, buddy is shipped out. Do Do you think he knew? And he was saying, "Please don't include me in this. I want to be here. I want to be a part of this team." Yeah, I mean, you kind of feel that with those messages sometimes, right? You know, it either happens when, you know, players are, like, nervous or, like, haven't heard any buzz about themselves because, like, there's no, there's been no, like, you know, Drew Holiday yeah. really in, in rumors like that, you know, floating mm-hmm. or not substantially or at least a part of this deal, not that I've seen. But 
Yeah. You know, yeah, it's it's like that just to make sure your position on the team is good, that you're not a part of trade talks. You had a really good season. You still have value at your, at your big age of, let's see, how, how old is he? Uh, 30-something really? for Drew Holiday. Was early 30s, I thought. Yeah, Drew Holiday still a, a good two-way player in this league. Um, but, yeah, you only get that after a player, like, signs a new deal, and they're like, oh, yeah, what's up, blah, 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 nation, ready to get to work. I love you, only want to be a this for life. Or in some mm-hmm. cases, players say that with every single team that they go to. Oh, man, I want to be a part of this for forever. And, I mean, it's a one-year stint. And, uh, oh, I love it here in, in Utah, blah, blah, blah. And I served a one-year stint. Um, so, you know, you kind of you think maybe. But, you know, he's been there for a little while now, it oh, seems yeah. like. So, I don't know. I don't know how many years it's been for, for Drew Holiday now that I'm, I'm thinking about it. But it's been at least a handful of years. Well, let's because see. He, he was so part- he was – he was he part was, of the championship team. I think he was there in their uh, 62 win season, I believe it was, in 1920. I think he was there by then. By yeah, he, so it years. says he was there for three years. He So started off with the Sixers for four, then he was with New Orleans for all, all seven of those years until 2020, and then he came to Milwaukee for that title run. And, and until uh, So it was now. the 1920 season was his first season. Yeah. It says okay. 2020 to 2023. Okay, um, so we had four years in Milwaukee then. Okay. Okay. This was either that or it was 2020, uh, 2020, 2021 season. I'm not sure. Okay. Either or, either yeah. way. Oh, wait, yeah, because yeah. they won the championship at 21. Yeah. Lakers won it in 20. Yeah. Um, well, dang. I thought Drew had been there a little bit longer than that, but I, I mean, honestly, you know, I wasn't sure. I said it right here before you. Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah. But and he's he's 33 now, Drew. Believe 33, it or not. yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, 13 years in the league. Yeah, yeah, this is this was going on. His it was going to be his fourth season in Milwaukee. Yeah, he came right at the year that they won it all. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Might have been what gave him that extra oh, edge yeah. to I get mean, him over the home. Yeah, year. you need a guy like that, the guard position. Mm-hmm. I mean, especially going into the playoffs to, to get you over the hump like they did. And since mm-hmm. they added him, you know, he was the extra piece that they needed. But anyway, he's he's got a new home now. Aiton's got a new home. The The Bucks look a little bit mm-hmm. different, and they're the main topic of discussion here. And Damian Lillard, you know, big-time player, big-time scorer. You mentioned it in the stat of the episode. And mm-hmm. it sparked a new question that I'll try and save for another time as far as digging in deep to it. Um, okay. Hopefully I remember it. Um, Write it down now. <laughs> it's just like, uh, do you think uh, Lillard or Steph will finish with more career points at the end of their career? That's, like, a, that's a good question. It is a good question uh, because Lillard started off hotter, scoring a lot more. And, I mean, mm-hmm. of course, Steph's had deeper playoff runs, had finals and all that stuff. But – you know, yeah, Lillard still scores a lot as well. So, hmm, don't know who, where, where that was. Stay, stay healthy, I'd say Lillard. Yeah, we'll see. Um, but he's going to be a key piece for Mr. Giannis Antetokounmpo. Um, yes, and you got to sure. think when they, they lose a guy like Drew Holiday, you got to be getting a guy like Damian Lillard back in return because that will upset a superstar and Giannis who was like, man, if you're not trying to get some pieces around here for me to, you know, try and win again, then I'm not about this re-signing stuff. Yeah. They were like, okay, bet. Ship out Drew Holiday, some other folks, make a deal happen, boom, 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 Damien. Well, and it, it, it really drew when we were talking about the you know rumors for Damian Lillard. I don't think anybody in their right mind had Milwaukee pegged as a team that really would merge. I think it was one of those things that, you know, I, I, you kind of, after going back after the fact, you saw kind of Giannis drafting 
Lillard as as part of his uh, his his uh, All Star team here earlier this year. And yeah. then there was a, a tweet that resurfaced from a couple of years ago about uh, if if they got uh, old uh, Mike Budenholzer out there, uh, would he want to play with Giannis in Milwaukee? And he said no, or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just it's interesting. Like you know, you see these that come out now that it's happened. But in their right mind, Drew, did anybody have this as a possibility when, you know, all we'd heard about was, you know, oh, he, he wants to go to Miami. He, he wants to be traded. He wants to be traded specifically to Miami. But there was really no urgency. There was no real desire to negotiate on Portland's part to send him there. Well, I mean, it does make sense that Milwaukee swooped in with the way Giannis was, you know, saying the things that he was and, you know, you know, Lillard trying to come out east, whether it was, you know, to Miami or whoever. But, I mean, he's still mm-hmm. looking east direction. It's like, hmm, we got a nice guy that's enticing to play with as well. Uh, let's let's tap in about that and see what we can do and get, get another team on the phone as well. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you know, every, every the bit of the talk was, you know, everywhere else and in the different places, you know, Toronto was on the – on the on the uh, conversation as well, Miami and um, who else was that other one? I just I posted a meme about earlier today. Um, goodness, what was it? Uh, bl- uh, Philly was it Philly? Oh no no no! Sorry, it was Blazers. It, it was a meme. It had Miami Raptors and Blazers and the Bucks coming in. You know, yeah. everything out of there. Gotcha. Uh, but yeah, I mean they they did, they did kind of pop up everywhere. But it makes sense when you sit back and think about it, and then, you know. The way, you know, like you said, Giannis picked, uh, you know, Lillard in the All-Star game, first pick overall. And, you know, I don't know if you heard the audio behind it, like, hmm, we thought that would be Drew. And then all of a sudden, you know, he's a part of this trade. You know, it's not who Giannis picked in the number one pick. But um, with this with this, uh, with this, this acquisition, it definitely makes um, the Bucks a big threat once again. You know, going into last season, they were favorited to, you know, be winners of the yeah. championship last year. And, um, you know, obviously they were expected to lose in the first round like they ended up doing. You know, Best record in the East, yeah. Right, and things like that. So, you know, you add Damian Lillard to this. His jersey is already on the shelves. The hype is real in Milwaukee already. Um, they're already the favorites to win the title now, you know, within mm-hmm. 24 hours of the, the deal happening. It's like yeah. uh, plus 375 for the Bucks to win it all as the favorite so far in Caesar Sportsbook. And uh, things are just – it's shifted. And if you take a look, I made a tweet on our on our page about the uh, the Bucks, their record in the last five seasons. And I'll just go ahead and pose this to you. Um, okay. I don't think you have respond. you posted from your own account to in, your, in response to this question. But uh, it was about uh, what do you think the record's going to be for the Bucks? Their uh, record over the last – Five seasons last year was 58 and 24. Year before, 51 and 31. The year they won the championship, 46 and 26, oddly enough. Yeah, a short, shorter season because yeah. of COVID. And uh, year before that, 56 and 17. And then in 2019, 2020, 60 games or 60 and 22, 60 win season. So with Lillard now, they get a record of what in 72 games? Well, you know, that's the thing is that, I mean, in terms of what it does for their win total, they're playing at that same level. They're, I don't know if you're really going to see that huge of an improvement in the overall record 
and that and and that's not a bad thing, Drew. That doesn't mean that they're not going to be a championship contender come the end of the playoffs. But I just I think that if you're asking when you're already over fifty, you know, fifty five plus, you got to sixty without Drew, uh, Damian Lillard back a couple of years ago, and you were you know gosh darn near sixty last year without him, right? You know the 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 peak the ceiling is not going to get that much higher, and it's just you know it's just a fact. I'm not saying that they couldn't talent wise alone be you know 65 and whatever 65 and 13 or or however the math equates there. I'm sure it's probably like 65 and 17 or something. Uh, math wasn't my strong suit in college, obviously, but <laughs> uh, it, I'm not saying that's not possible. But if you're asking me what their record's going to be, I don't think it's that much better than what we've seen here in the past couple of years, just because even with the talent alone, you're still factoring in depth injury concerns. They're still a really good team, but it may not show up as uh, they might have a worse record at the end of the regular season than they do this year. It's going to be interesting to see how different they look. There's not going to be as much of the, you know, lockdown defense with Drew Holiday back there in the in the backcourt as we've seen here the past couple of years for the Bucks. It's going to be more of they're getting in their both teams are going to be, you know, shooting the the lights out of the gymnasium is is what we're really going to be seeing a lot of higher scoring, you know, offensive shootout slugfest type games. Um, and so that may end up, you know, costing them a couple of games in from last year to this year. But that doesn't mean that they can't go out there and win a title. Pick a record. All right. Uh, so you said 58 and 24 was the record last year. Mm-hmm. I'll go 55 and 27. I Ooh. think three to, three down. Three less wins with Damian Lillard added to that. And, that. and that's the thing, Drew, is that, it, you know, it sounds bad when you say that, but that's not okay. to say that, you know, Damian Lillard coming to your team is going to lose you three games every time out or something like that. That's to, to say that he's he's responsible for minus three wins or something like that. It, it seems ludicrous to say. Oh, I mean, I, I don't think that that's the, 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 the case at all. Right, right, right. No, it's not, it's not crazy. I mean, you, ha- you have that when you, I mean, you conjure up the trade machines and, you know, plus or minus a few games and things like that. I mean, you know, <laughs> it's going to happen. But, uh, you know, I mean, this, as we talked about, this Bucks team has been up and down with its wins. You know, it hasn't seen this close to 60 wins since its last season, you know, mm-hmm. all the way back in the, uh, the yeah, what was it? The 1819 season or 1920. Yeah. Um, 1920. When yeah. They got 60 games. So uh, who, who knows? I mean, the, in the East is really good. So, I mean, they've, they've got a good side over there where it's going to be a battle. I mean, that's why it's kind of fluctuated mm-hmm. for Milwaukee. And I mean, Chris Milton, you hope he has a, has a fully healthy season and that can help contribute to the record. And it might be a little better. And what your prediction is, but I mean, fifty-five wins is still fifty-five wins. I mean, that's absolutely, still, yeah. that's still a really good team that's probably contending for something again. Pro- probably the top overall seed. It'll come down to you know, likely them or Boston in yeah. terms of who would be up there as as the the team. And then once you get into the playoffs, it's all about matchups. And I mean, it's 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 going to be tough. It, you know, Lillard got to the West Finals and a couple of years ago before they lost to the uh, Warriors. I think that was when the Warriors were winning three out of the four championships there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I don't think he's been any closer than that. It'll be interesting to see what they can do here in his first year, see if they can get him over the edge and help him get a championship ring. 
And with Lillard joining into Milwaukee, it piqued my interest. Like, hmm, okay, Damian Lillard coming in there. They haven't had a whole lot of great point guards in their tenure as a franchise. But we do know some of the some of the greats, or we know one that comes off the top of our head. Who are you thinking of? Uh, oh, I, I thought Jason Kidd, but I was like, no, he didn't nope. play. He wasn't. He was, he was coach. a coach. Yeah. Um, why am I drawing blank on his name? I can see him shorter dude. Big O. Okay. Big O. <laughs> I just I was hoping it would go faster than that. But the Big O, yes, that is that is one of the names that you'll be you'll be thinking of in, in terms of point guards and Milwaukee Bucks. I tried to look a little bit deeper into it. I mean, there's a giant. Uh, there's a big little list here. Um, I'll just give you some names of some players that you probably didn't know were guards for the Milwaukee Bucks. Played for them okay. at least one season, half season. Wore the jersey and played some games. Mike Dunleavy Sr. I think I do remember him over there now. Four seasons in Milwaukee. Yeah. Matthew Delavadova. Delavadova, wow. 17 and 18. Yeah. Brandon Knight. Yeah, I remember Brandon Knight. 14 and 15. OJ Mayo, right? John Lucas. John Lucas. Yeah, OJ, 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 OJ did play there, but he's not on the list. Yeah, I mean, I know he was more shooting guard than than point guard. Mo Williams. Let's see. George Hill. Ah, George Hill. Luke Ridnour. That may have been who I was thinking of, was Luke Ridnour. Yeah, I not heard in a while. Yeah. Earl Boykins. Uh, Eric Bledsoe. That's a name oh. I remember for sure. Oh, E bled. Okay. <laughs> well, now let's let's dig into this. Now you already know one of the biggest names of the uh, the better point guards in Milwaukee Bucks history mm-hmm. in the Big O, Oscar Robertson. O. Mm-hmm. If just off the top of your head, you would default him as number one in Milwaukee Bucks history. I'm sure. Either him, so, him, or or Giannis. It just those those are the two right now. That no, no, no. Point guards, not oh, oh, players. Yeah. We're talking yeah. point guards. Okay. 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 So yeah. now we know the greatness of Damian Lillard and what he's done in this league so far. I mean, no championships, but perennial mm-hmm. all-star and all that. He's on the 75. I was about to say, both both he and, and Big O are part of the NBA 75. Where does he rank amongst the great Milwaukee Buck point guards? And here's the current top three for the Bucks. And where does Lillard fit into this crew here? Okay. So Big O in the number one spot, of course. Mm-hmm. Second. Sam Cassell from Milwaukee. Sam Cassell. Sam Cassell had some of his best years in his prime in in Milwaukee. 19 points a game, four rebounds, seven assists in five seasons. And also, Sidney Moncrief. Another player for the Bucks. Played from 79 to 89. Had not thought about year, Five-time all-defensive team. He had himself for a tip point 16.7 points a game on 50% shooting, five rebounds, 3.9 assists. Where does Damian Lillard stack up in this immediate list of the greats for the Milwaukee Bucks? Well, before he even takes a, a single step out onto the court as a Milwaukee Buck, I think he's third and possibly really close to two. I, I mean, yeah. I, I don't, in terms of what he's done in his career alone, He's number two, but he hasn't done a single thing for the Bucks yet, right. and that's part of the problem. 
is that if he's able to continue and go out there and do what we've seen here in his first however many seasons that he spent with Portland, if he's able to continue at that pace or, or you know, a, just a, a gradual decline as opposed to like a, a really, you know, immediate, like hard, sharp decline, you know, after maybe three or four years, he's got a chance to be, you know, behind Big O as the second best, you know, buck point guard in their franchise history, especially if he leads them to another title. Uh, if he helps yeah. them to get to another championship, he'll be up there. Um, so, and then, and the, the, really, the question is going to be drew, you know, he, when he gets to be, you know, retired in the hall of fame, is he going to be more remembered for what he did in Portland or what he's going to do in Milwaukee? And I think that's, that's really, you know, going to be exciting to see what, what's going to happen with that. Is he going to be able to, to do enough to get past that, that level? He's already probably the greatest blazer of all time. Mm-hmm. I think I so. Mean, I think that's pretty fair to say. Yeah, I don't know who else it would be. I mean, he passed Clyde in all the, the records. Yeah. I mean, he'd been past Brandon Roy. Yeah. Um, who else do you think of in, in Trailblazers lore? Not many. Greg Oden. Marcus Alders was up there for a while as far yeah. as scoring. Lillard passed him, too. I mean, he's the all-time leader in you know, most things for, I mean, not rebounding, but yeah. most things for, in the guard category for, for that. Oh yeah, and there's a shout out to Moncrief right there in the chat. Yeah, One of the absolutely. best cards ever. Thank you for bringing that up, Cam. And here's another part of the uh, the toss in to help Sidney Moncrief's case. He was to date only. Well, I take that back because this article was in 2021, and Marcus Smart has since won this. So let me okay. add to this. To date, he is one of only five guards to have won this award. Albert Alvin Robertson, Michael Jordan, Gary Payton. And Marcus Smart being the other mm-hmm. four. Yeah. It's going to be tough. But, but yeah, you know, that's the thing is that Lillard, you know, as good as he can be defensively, he's not known for his defense. Like more more like what Drew, Drew Holiday could do. Right. So skill alone, I agree with you. It puts him in there at about two. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to be like, oh, well, Sidney Moncrief was – was a defensive player of the year and all this, and Sam Cassell did this here. Well, okay. I mean, you know, let's top just five say, at worst. Yeah, let's just say you put him in four, below all those three. Mm-hmm. And, and he, hadn't even taken a, a, he hadn't even taken a dribble with the Bucs yet, and he's already top right. five. Right, right. One title rivals him for the number one spot immediately. Yeah. One championship rivals him for that number one spot immediately. So him and, him and Giannis – Got a very good chance to making it happen. And uh, let's see really quick, BJ, where you think this new NBA trio of Giannis Antetokounmpo, Damian Lillard, and Chris Middleton ranks amongst the NBA's trios right now. Okay. Um, I mean, this it's is, up there. It's got to be up there. Right. I'm taking a look at a list from Bleacher Report that was actually made a little over a month ago. Um, so it's actually pretty recent. So surprisingly okay. enough, we've got – an accurate list. So at the time, Giannis, Chris, and Drew were honorable mm-hmm. mentions on this list. I'm sure mm-hmm. Damian Lillard catapults them definitely into this top five. So let's just Absolutely. make sure let's just make sure they're ahead of all these other teams in your mind as trio. Okay. Donovan Mitchell, Darius Garland, Evan Mobley of Cleveland. I like them, but not not as much as Giannis and Lillard and and uh, Middleton. Joel Embiid, James Harden, Tyrese Maxey in Philly. 
better, especially because I trust them more in the playoffs. Okay, and those were all honorable mentions, so it's definitely in the top five. Okay, let's see mm-hmm. where they let's see where they fit in in this top five, BJ. Okay, in the number five spot. CJ McCollum, Brandon Ingram, Zion Williamson, New Orleans Pelicans, big three. Better. Better than them. Okay. Mm-hmm. They are within it and they kicked them out of the top five. In the four spot, LeBron James, Anthony Davis, and Austin Reeves, question mark. Or is it Rui Hachimura or is it the This yeah, this list says Austin Reeves. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's gotta be Austin Reeves and Bucks are better. Uh, okay. I mean you're talking about you know, you've got some of the all-time, you know, greats in on the tail end of their careers is the only problem. If you're talking current, you know, it's it's the Bucks. If you're talking all-time, then we have a different discussion. All right, number three spot. It's getting a little challenging now maybe for you. Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, and newly added Kristaps Porzingis. They're better. Bucks are better than Bucks Celtics. Are better. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Bucks are a top three. Let's see where they rank amongst the top three. Yeah. This is where it starts to get interesting. I'm going to skip over two because I think they – well, no, I won't do that. We'll actually go in order and just see where you're at with it. Uh, number two, Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, Bradley Beal. <sighs> mm. That – I mean, they're – Right about even, I think. Is that's oh. that's the that's the tough one. And this is so number two. Who, I was gonna say who do, who the heck is above <laughs> them is the question. Well, I need to know your answer before I continue. All right. Well, let's let's go with the Bucks trio just to play. Oh, play just favorites. so you can see. Yes, exactly. Yeah, I was gonna keep going anyway, but <laughs> number one, the reigning champs, Nikola Jokic, Jamal Murray, and Aaron Gordon. Oh, that's. If, I don't know. I don't know who ranked this. Bleach Report. Okay, Bleach Report. So I, I think, if we're looking at it honestly, hmm. you go Bucks one. Ooh, Bucks. You, this you is go, now the best trio in the NBA. I think so. You go Bucks okay. one. Okay. You've got Bucks one, Suns two, and Nuggets ever so slightly. Ooh, defending champs. That trio is there. Okay. I know, okay, I know, I and I'm I not it. trying to slight them. They, 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 oh, it's yeah. three really good trios, Drew, but okay. at the end of the day, I mean, you look at the talent alone, and I just don't know how you can't place them up there. And like I said, it was a, it's a bit of a stalemate. I could have gone either way and put the Suns just ahead. It's definitely tough. It's definitely tough. Good but I think when you look at it at the end of the day, KD is also on, you know, I mean, he's, he's still playing at the – at, at the top of his his game but he's starting to show the the signs of aging and, and getting down and in, in, uh you know the years of, of peak athletic performance are catching sure, up to him sure. so you know you've got you know devin booker and bradley beal who obviously are, are still really good and 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 kevin durant but you know i i like if lillard can stay healthy Giannis can stay healthy and Middleton can stay healthy it's it's they're the top i think they're the best trio Okay, there we go. You heard it right there. <laughs> New best trio in the NBA. Just very like possible. It. Very possible. Boom. You know what else is possible? It could just be possible that it's time for BJ's best. Well, I was gonna say we forgot to talk about something, Drew. Oh no, I'm sorry. It's not time for BJ's <laughs> best. That's my fault. You're right. Uh, 
<laughs> leave out one thing, and it's the, uh, the response I was talking about for mm-hmm. uh, the point guard conversation. I believe we have a uh, clip about this as well. We, we do. This is uh, this is from uh, CBS Radio, CBS Sports Radio, I should say. I don't know if you saw this, but recently uh, Gilbert Arenas had Steph Curry on over the summer. And Gilbert asked Steph Curry, who's the greatest point guard of all time? And he was respectful to you, but he said himself, how do you uh, process that one? And do you think Steph has surpassed you as the greatest point guard of all time? Well, does the number say that, Zach? Not yet. I would still say it's you if you ask me. Okay. So if you got, if he got more than five championships, if he got more than three finals MVP and three league MVPs, then he's the greatest. Is he, if he got more than, uh, uh, you know, number one in assists all time in the finals, uh, number two in double doubles, number one in triple doubles, uh, all time in the NBA playoffs, number four in steals all time in the playoff. If he got more than those numbers, he's the best. Well said. Uh, let me ask you this. <laughs> Look at that. You, usually those GOAT debates don't end very quickly. Magic Johnson dropping the hammer here on CBS Sports Radio. No, I'm just saying, if he if if he got more than all those things, uh, he's the best. But the last time I checked, he doesn't. So, But everybody has to you know decide for themselves who they think the best is. Yeah, I mean that's that's a pretty cold mic drop there, Drew. I loved it. I loved it. I was like, ooh, magic with the I love the I love the spiciness, man. I mean, I'm and it's him. it's you got the stats there to back it up, Drew. Oh yeah, he fired them all off. I was like, oh, point, okay, point, okay, okay, point. Okay. And, and even if you didn't got think it. so before he said that, it's it's really tough to argue that that, that it is, man. I mean and and that's that's how that's how Jordan keeps winning the debate, you know, and things over LeBron. So I mean, as yeah. much as I hate it, it's like you know, it's the game we've been playing this whole time. Well, he's right, you know, whatever, yeah. you know, you know, he's still uh, you know, the icon that Steph is, but we know what magic was as well. But mm-hmm. and, and it's all subjective at the end of the day. Yeah, and we're gonna we're gonna end up being like, oh, these are two goats. He was the goat of his generation. Steph's the goat of his. But like. Why can't we just go back to just picking somebody instead of just settling on things? I get it. It's the easy way to go, just so we don't have to argue anymore sometimes. And just in the conversation, why are you encouraging arguments, harder harder. man? What, what's wrong with you? You want you want more infighting? Come on. I just want you to pick. Just be open to the new school. <laughs> but even even you know, I'm open to those things. I'm like, okay, I see Steph's point, but I still think it's actually magic for for yeah. sure, and a lot of people think so as well. But Magic definitely put his foot down saying, uh uh-uh, uh, that, that's no. me play. That Not is yet. That is, that is still I. You still got a way to go. Still got a way to go. Absolutely. But we don't have a long way to go until we get to BJ's best because it's right here, baby. Time. It starts right now. Well, BJ. Drew, you know, I'm not one that keeps up with, uh, you know, pop culture much, uh, most of the time. But I saw something over the weekend that was, was truly surprising. And, you know, I really was like, how did that even occur? How did that happen? Drew, you know who uh, Travis Kelsey is, right? <laughs> yes. So you know where I'm going with this. I'm oh, sure. yeah. Swiftly. I was, yeah, I was going to say it's, it's uh, you know, there's, 
some some uh, you know up and coming singer, I guess, is is trying to make her her mark up on the and world. coming. Oh man, <laughs> I don't that's, know. I hadn't. That's a, that's a phrase to use for Taylor I, Swift. I, I hadn't I hadn't heard anything uh, about her until all of a sudden she started dating the starting tight end of the Kansas City Chiefs, the <laughs> Super Bowl champion. Put it. Taylor Swift on the map. You heard it first, <laughs> yeah. from Mr. PJ. Yes, you did. I mean, it's it's like we're we're in a, a bad high school rom drum or something. You know, the the pop the pretty girl gets the the big stud football player, and everybody loses their minds or something, right? Yeah. All tongue in cheek, of course. Obviously, you know Taylor Swift has you know umpteenth record setting performances with her Eras Tour that has been going on for a good majority of the year. Has sold out however many pretty much every venue that she's done adding shows left and right and and taking it across the globe releasing a movie here in a couple of weeks about the the tour itself um it, it's it's she's really you know caught on to something and and there's you know all of her fans that you know support her have uh you know come about and, and taking uh you know helped travis kelsey's fall and and to a lesser extent, Jason Kelsey's social following because <laughs> because of their podcast they do together. Oh, yeah. uh, and it was funny to to see the the two of them talk about that um, recently when that episode dropped. But I just I was like you know heard the rumors and there wasn't anything really that was confirmed about it. And then all of a sudden, oh by the way, you're you're getting ready to watch NFL Red Zone, and before the Kansas City game against Chicago, you see Travis Kelsey and that's Taylor Swift rocking, you know, back behind the scenes at, at Arrowhead stadium. Um, like, Holy cow. And now rum- rumors that she's going to be in New York for the primetime game that they're going to play against the New York jets. It's, it's starting to not become a, a about football anymore. It's, it's Too how many stuff. Taylor Swift fans will buy the tickets just to try to see her in the skybox or something. Too much coverage, man. I mean, <laughs> it's been so funny. Like, I've screenshot some of the posts because people have been in the comments, but like, you know what? I actually miss the LeBron posts all the time. It's, it's <laughs> well, it's like, it's, is it, is it the LeBron post or is it the Dion post? There, I was been, about to say, there was yeah. another one that said, I missed, I, you know what? I actually missed the Colorado post too. And somebody said, like, uh, 15th, uh, you know, Travis Kelsey post today or something in the comments, Travis Kelsey, Taylor Swift post today. And I was like, Oh my God, here we are <laughs> for real. It's really that bad though. It really is. Uh, I, so, man, it's too much. How, how did this all start, Drew? How did this all start? Well, he was, he was like, here's my, here, I want you to have my number and it didn't work out. And then it did. And I don't even know. You're you're right. You, I've got the, uh, the official timeline here. So this goes all the way back to July the 8th. Um, he, he went to the Eras tour when it stopped at Arrowhead in, in July, on July the 8th. And so that was where the basically the first time that he, you know, had made his intentions of, of trying to to at least give him or give uh, Swift his number had, had been. Because he, he said that he put it on uh, the friendship bracelet. He put his number yeah, on the friendship bracelet. bracelet. He, he revealed that during the podcast he does with, with Jason Kelsey called New Heights. That was uh, July 26th is when he said that uh, he had, you know, tried to get uh, Taylor Swift that friendship bracelet for her so that he could reach out. And uh, Kelsey had tried to get in on that trend as, as so many of her other fans uh, did. 
He said, I quote, I was disappointed that she doesn't talk before or after her shows because she has to save her voice for all of the 44 songs that she sings. So I was a little butthurt. I didn't get to hand her one of the bracelets that I made for her. Uh, he went on to explain that the bracelet he wanted to give her had his phone number on it. Uh, and his plan was not successful. She did not meet anybody, or at least she didn't want to meet me, so I took it personal. Uh, so that was July 26th. And then all of a sudden, this this really, you know, that was about the end of it until two weeks ago, Drew. You go back to September 14th, and um, he did an interview with Andrew Siciliano, and Travis somewhat addressed the rumors. He confirmed the story about trying to shoot his shot with Taylor Swift via the friendship bracelet, but that's as much as he would reveal. He said, quote, I said what I said, and I meant what I said when I said it. And you know what? It is what it is. Oh, that's about the most non-answer answer I've ever heard in my life there, Drew. Um, so, but he said uh, later on down in the interview, he said, I'm not going to talk about my personal life. He then teased listeners saying, I know what you writers want to hear, and you want to hear more about that. I'm not going to give you anything. When Siciliano asked if Swift had reached out to him, Kelsey responded, and that's going to wrap it up here, thus interviewing or thus ending the interview. <laughs> Jason had, was asked about it as well during an interview. He said, quote, I've seen these rumors. I can't comment. Um, then there was the game against the Jaguars on September the 17th. Ian Eagle slipped in a few Taylor Swift lyric references yeah. as he called a play from Kelsey. Kelsey finds a blank space for the score. Oh Lord. I mean, it's, it's, it's amazing how many of those you could really could come up with and, and not that you and I would, would be tempted to do such a thing. I wouldn't think. Right. No, <laughs> man, this is, I've always felt like they were promoting something this whole time. Or, well, not the whole time, but after a little while, after it became like a constant, like everyday post thing, like, okay, all right. What are we promoting here? We've already seen Kelsey's you know, Jersey sales go through the roof, 400% increase. And, you know, I'm sure Swifties are buying up the tickets or whatever. Mm -hmm. But like, I don't know. I can't wait till it's over. <laughs> so <laughs> well, I did like one thing that they did would put the camera on uh, Jason Kelsey and DeAndre Swift when mm -hmm. they played in the, one of their recent games. I think it was Thursday Night <laughs> Football last week. Yeah. Something. So, yeah. And, and that might be the better Kelsey Swift pairing, according hey. to. The memes it's, online, of course. I mean, but. the Swift is helping out my fantasy team, so I believe it. <laughs> I believe it. So then it goes all the way back. So a week ago, when we, we started season oh, four off, um, Kelsey joined Pat McAfee's show where he revealed that he had invited Taylor Swift to watch him play. said, quote, I threw the ball in her court. I told her, I said, I've seen you rock the stage in Arrowhead. You might have to come see me rock the stage in Arrowhead. We'll see what happens in the near future. Uh, he also had expressed his surprise at how much publicity their potential relationship had gotten. Quote, it's hilarious how much traction this has actually got. I think it's right now it's like that old game in school called Telephone where everybody's just whispering in each other's ear, just hearing some random stuff. Well, so that was Thursday. And then, as we all know, you know, Taylor Swift showed up at Arrowhead on, on Sunday with, with Kelsey. And so that kind of seemed to uh, really confirm the, uh, the rumors, especially when they were seen leaving the stadium together. Um, so it's, it's been, uh, it's been something Drew. It, it really has been kind of all of a sudden, you know, just emerged by storm almost. And, you know, after, after seeing the, the two connected, uh, how many followers he gained on, on uh, his socials, how many, you know, Kelsey's 
jersey sales went to number one in, in the NFL because Swifty fans bought them all up. It, it's it's truly been something really interesting to see how this has caught on, what's the future, and even some conspiracy theories, Drew. Um, I don't know if you saw the uh, – there was a TikTok. I don't have the TikTok, but uh, I saw a TikTok that uh, was talking about, like, you know, what, what is Taylor Swift's ultimate goal here, uh, her end goal, because she's an Eagles fan, and she's going to break his heart, like, the week of the Super Bowl because she's going to be performing the halftime show after she, like, ghosted him, even though she's supposed to be in Japan. Um, so it's, 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 really, it's really crazy. But the, the final thing I wanted to say is I saw this this morning. I don't know if you'd had a chance to, uh, to see this just yet, but I, I found this pretty funny. Taylor, if you're listening, sorry, Travis. Break up with him. I got a bunch of good-looking single guys that play for the Dallas Mavericks. Oh my God. I got oh you. I got Lord. you. <laughs> so Mark Cuban is now advocating for Taylor Swift to join the media circus known as the Dallas Mavericks. No, I actually so. did see this earlier. Okay. I was, if, if you couldn't tell, I had a Stephen A. reaction as well. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, I, I did too. I, I laughed because it's ludicrous, but. I mean, Mark Cuban trying to keep his team in the uh, the news cycle. His Mavericks players are already shooting their shot. You didn't see that Grant Williams interaction with Satu Sabli at one of the playoff games in the first round. He no, had the, the little screenshot of the phone in his hand. It had the the open like new contact for somebody to put their number in. <laughs> so, his players are already trying to shoot their shot. He doesn't. So he they don't help them. They're trying. They, I was just say, yeah, they, they they got game, Mark. You got to let them do what they're going to do. Oh. Taylor, if you're looking for a Maverick, Grant Williams is single. It's one of those Mavericks he was referring to. Said so Luca's not. Don't be no. trying to get with Luca. Stay away from our Luca. <laughs> I don't think Kyrie's available either. Leave him alone. I, I was just saying, I don't know. That's a good question on whether Kyrie, uh, Kyrie's available yes. or not. But that is BJ's best, Drew, and I hope the Swifties don't come after me. I didn't mean if they said anything negative, it was not oh. intended to be a, an anything negative about Taylor Swift or any of her fan base. Oh. Man, I don't know about you, but I'm feeling 22. Okay, I'm not really. No, I, I, I feel I feel my age, Drew, all the time. Yeah, same. <laughs> yeah, especially nowadays. We're, we're taking naps before the show just to make sure we get everything. <laughs> oh, oh, all right. Okay, easy. Easy there. All right. We got to. How else are we going to get I'm, ready for, and get to, amped up? Time to shift leg gear. So he, he wants to come after me. I want you guys to come after hey, merchandise. I could have been talking about me too, man. Oh, you weren't. <laughs> I want you guys to come after merchandise, though, and shop with our partners at T Public and Fanatics. At T Public, boy, oh boy, wouldn't you know it? It is sale time at T Public. You don't often get this, and the time is running out, but you've got a weekend's worth. To get in on it, 35% off site-wide, $16 t-shirts and more. You don't want to miss the sale. Take advantage of it. doesn't happen too often, actually, nowadays. It'll ramp up in the holiday season, but take advantage now while it's here for the weekend. Get over there and get your closets filled with some clothes to keep you warm this fall. Check out our selection of long sleeves, crewnecks, and hoodies at Public, and toss one in the cart today. You'll help keep warm and look good in that new gear. Go to the link in the description and get to shopping right now. That's right, Drew. And if you're looking for some new gear as we get closer and closer to the, uh, well, we got the end of the Major League Baseball regular season this weekend. The playoffs are going to start next week, and that's a perfect time to 
say uh, MVP and get yourself some Ronald Acuna Jr. gear. If you're a fan of the Atlanta Braves, the uh, best record in baseball in the National League, or maybe you're looking for some new merch from the NFL, you can find all of that and more over at our friends at Fanatics. We've got a link in the description. You can take up to 65% off site-wide right now by using the promo code LEAVES. That is good. Is that Again, the code is LEAVES at checkout uh, for 65% off, up to 65% off site-wide. That's good through the end of this week. Before the weekend, you will be able to take advantage of that all throughout. See what you want to, you know, try to find for yourself as we get further into the fall. And also, don't forget about becoming a Fanatics MVP. You'll be able to get weekly deals just exclusive to you because you are a Fanatics MVP. It's more ways to save you with fan cash, and it's available at Fanatics.com, where you find officially licensed everything and now drew as we do every week it's time to find out what is on drew's mind all right bj on drew's mind this week we have got the dallas mavericks dallas mavericks pretty simple um but they've been practicing a little bit recently getting ready for as my cap is it was sideways for that video <laughs> i shouldn't have taken it off i had it centered now i'm really gonna be <laughs> trying to find our center here. Good enough. Okay. Good. Dallas Mavericks done done some practicing recently. I've seen some video. There's been some interviews, some press conferences happening for some Mavericks players. And I'm ready, man. You ready for the season? You know, we got a uh, we got a season in less than a month now. We're gonna have yeah. games be going on. That's training camp starts next week, right? Yeah, things are ramping up real fast. I mean, October will be here in a few days. I mean, just a, a yep. day or two after this podcast drops, we'll be in October. And uh, as we report on a Thursday, of course, yeah, on on Sunday. Um, man, BJ. It's hard to believe. It is, and it's hard to believe that we're coming into this new season with two all-NBA players. Yeah, and not even to say what we were just talking about a moment ago during BJ's best, but getting Grant Williams in as well. I mean, that's that you got two – you know, NBA superstars in Kyrie and, and Luca, and then Grant Williams is a phenomenal complimentary piece to have on this team. I, I think this is, you know, you, you talked about some of the best trios earlier in the show and no love for Kyrie, Luca, and, and Grant Williams in there in that potential top five. Yeah, no, I don't know if I would if I would try and throw one of those in there, but I mean, I guess I guess you could put them in there, but I, I don't know that they'd be above I mean, we got a strong one, too, but the three is – Grant Williams, is he's all right. But, like, yeah. as far as, like, the third wheel out of all the combos that we mentioned earlier, he mm-hmm. is definitely in last place behind Austin Reeves yeah. uh, as well. Um, but no, no shade to Grant Williams. Sorry, it seems no. like shade, though. Uh, Alice <laughs> Mavericks uh, going on. So the interviews and press conferences has been happening. And Kyrie Irving, Kyrie Irving if I can speak, um, spoke to the media and uh, – let them know that the Mavs, they were number one on this list this year to come back. started with my agent, Shatalia, also my stepmother, uh, family run business. So she has my best interests at heart. Uh, it wasn't too difficult of a process. Uh, had Dallas as number one on my list. Um, obviously, uh, I looked elsewhere at you know, salary cap opportunities uh, where I could fit in with other uh, guys around the league, but it just wasn't much space. And, uh, me being 31 now, I had to have a different vantage point. And I felt like I could 
uh, not just settle here, but be happy to come back here and, and be welcomed back with a warm embrace. So I took everything into account. You know, I took my time um, two days before free agency just to be with my family, engage uh, how they felt about being in Dallas alongside me. And everybody was excited. And even when I got traded here mid-season, a lot of my family was excited. And uh, they were just looking forward um, to me having a peace of mind just on the court and off the court. I had already dealt with enough past season or the past two seasons. So uh, they knew that I just wanted a lot of that off my back, off my shoulders, a feeling like, um, you know, I had to be Superman or I had to be perfect. Uh, I just wanted to be myself. And then uh, going on, you know, the last few years, just figuring myself out. So I think this is the best place to do it, continue to mature and grow as a man. You heard it from Mr. Kyrie there. Um, I hope it really works out, man. Um, I, I hope this is the place that, you know, he could finish his career at. I mean, it's yeah. definitely something that will entice our superstar, Luka Doncic, to stay around. I mean, with a guy of this caliber and Kyrie Irving and how many times last season Luka was talking about, you know, he's never se- seen somebody who plays like Kyrie does and the way he can do things with the ball uh, the way he does. So, I mean, this is this is a dynamic duo that can be a real threat for uh, for years to come. And uh, I just wanted to get some some Kyrie conversation out there. He did a lot of a lot of media talking recently. Um, he he talked also about his recent shoe deal with uh, Anta. We don't have to to dig into that, but he he's got that new uh, shoe deal with them and uh, is going to be um, supporting them obviously throughout the course of you know the rest of his career. And that's his new his new uh, sponsorship. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's got a CCO role at Anta. Here, I'll, I'll go just give the quote instead of playing the audio. It's two minutes long. I said, I can sign other artists. I can sign other athletes. I can basically sign my peers and also negotiate favorable terms that the industry is not offering anybody else. Big smile on my face is because of that. So Awesome. We're just, it seems like all the, all the things are clicking for, for Kyrie to have a, have a happy situation out here. You know, new deal with all that, with a shoe deal, lost Nike, but has the new home with that. He's a CCO out there and be able to uh, negotiate things with it as well. I'm happy with, uh, you know, his surroundings in Dallas being more at peace. You know, like I said, you know, a lot of players, when they get a new home, you you know, you say the right things, you know, just because, I mean, it's what you're supposed to do. You just got shipped there. You don't want to be like, Oh no, I don't really know about this place. It's only been a week. I think it'll be all right though. Uh, Let's play some basketball. Um, You know, it's just like, Oh yeah, I'm really excited to be in Dallas, blah, 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 blah. You know, I'm ready to get going with this team. Luke is a great player. I think we can do some great things. That's just those are some quick, easy things that players can say all the time. Yeah. But you know, it just it felt it like he meant more, it though. Yeah, it seems more real the more Kyrie speaks. You know, maybe some of that we got last year just because like those questions came rapid fire all the time. Like, are you happy? Are you happy? Are you happy? Are you gonna stay here? Do you want to stay at this place? Do you want to be traded? Are you sure you don't want to go to LA? Do you want to be in Dallas? So you know I mean, um, you know, it's just kind of he's had the off season to kind of relax, you know, get away from it. You know, be at yeah. peace with himself, and everything's just kind of slowed down, and seems a lot better for him. So that's that's something that we need because we need to get back to ourselves as a team and get back to the position we were we were headed towards uh, in that conference finals when we faced the uh, the Warriors a couple yeah. of and years. It, and again, it's just like what we were talking about with the Bucks is that you got two really great offensive players, but what seemed to be the issue last year. For, for Dallas after the trade was made is that they just didn't have a whole lot of defensive depth. Now that they brought in Kyrie and, and locked him into a long-term deal, some of the other moves that they've made, 
that let's hope that, that, you know, everything that was done will be more beneficial to, you know, what the Mavericks are looking to do, you know, with, with those guys leading the offense, leading the charge, but also not so much so that they're, you know, at the expense of their defense. And I, I saw Jason Kidd had said not too recently or not too in the not too distant past that as of right now, Drew, Derek Lively's getting the nod as the starting center over Dwight Powell, which you and I as renowned Dwight Powell haters uh, <laughs> are, are, are more than happy with that news. I, I just think that, you know, I mean, nice guy or not, it's, it's, there's just, there's not a whole lot that can be done to improve his game. And, you know, I mean, he could be a great teammate, but he can get, be a great teammate with some more minutes on the bench. Yeah. He can sit there and do the uh, Jason Garrett clap for us over there. But uh, just one more quick uh, quote about Kyrie. Another thing he said, he, which I was surprised he said this. He said, quote, I wish I would have gotten drafted by Dallas initially. Obviously, they weren't in that position at the time. Mm-hmm. Hmm, okay. He, re- that's interesting. he likes this place enough to say, man, I actually wish I got drafted here. Like, that's, yeah. that's, that's a big yeah. statement considering, you know, the multiple stops that he's, he's been in. He's been in Brooklyn, been in Boston, yeah. been in Cleveland. So, I mean, he's seen various homes and what that's like everywhere else. Obviously, none of those three homes worked out. But, yeah. I mean, new start. We'll see. We'll see how this how this keeps on going. But did, uh, did, did, was he was he was so high up in that lottery that he wouldn't have even taken an interview with Dallas, would he, back when he was drafted? Because he was number one overall. There was no, no reason to. Um, yeah, I don't even know what pick we would have had at that point. I mean, even though we won the championship – uh, yeah, it would it would have been like the tail, you know, last few years of Dirk. So we would have been like probably lower lottery or maybe like just outside the lottery when we were, yeah. you know, a fringe playoff team, not really good enough to win. If it he all, was but... just slightly less talented, or maybe played <laughs> half of the little bit of games that he played at Duke, maybe he would have dropped further down for us to get him that year. But maybe uh, that, that really had no chance that year. If he would have, but... if he would have stayed at Duke one more year and been a class of twenty twelve, then that team that did not have a great follow-up season for the Mavericks would have had a chance at it maybe, but that one that just won the championship. Nope. Yeah. But also, also think about if, if the Mavericks had drafted him, they probably wouldn't have been in a position to draft Luka Doncic. I think it all kind of came together the way it was supposed to at the time it was supposed to happen. If, if they're going to win a title, it's, it's going to be because the timing all synchronized and came together at the right place right time and one last thing to touch on with the mavericks here you also mentioned uh lively and him being in the starting lineup per uh, jason mm-hmm. kidd and that's what things have been like in practice so far the first unit bj mm-hmm. luka Doncic, kyrie irving mm-hmm. oh shoot who is that fourth one don't remember uh lively mm-hmm. God, grant fourth person. Grant yes one? grant there we go grant was the other one and then o max prosper Mm. The other two rookies in the starting lineup for the Mavs coming into this season. Couldn't tell you the last time that's happened for us, but I mean, that just speaks to, you know, trying to get some more defense out there. Omax's size, you want to be able to put him with that unit. If he can work with Luca early, that is something that can be good throughout the course of a season. And lively, you want to get him going anyway. And they have enough confidence, I guess, to, to get him going right off the bat and start him. Uh, hopefully he won't be a deer in the headlights out there, but, um, should be good if, if things all work together. I mean, they're starting early. You get your full season with Kyrie Irving. I mean, I think things are going to mesh pretty well. And uh, another, yeah. another quote to, from Kyrie to toss in here, quote, we're both killers on the court. Everybody knows it in response, uh, talking about him and Luka Doncic being able to flourish together. 
So Absolutely. Should... I, to, to go back to about the two starting rookies, I mean, I, I obviously DSJ was a year before Luca, but uh, that's about what you're comparing with, with the second-year DSJ and Luca rook, uh, rookie Luca at, in your starting lineup would be about the only other time that, in recent memory at least, that I could think for Dallas. Uh, mm-hmm. You probably have to go back to – Dirk and Finley, if they were they were at the same time, uh, maybe. I'm, I'm not sure. But there you go. That's uh, what's on Drew's mind here today. The Dallas Mavericks, them starting practice in the upcoming season. Oh, and one last thing, actually, to throw in about the Mavs. Um, BJ, we've had some success since the championship with 50-win seasons. And uh, so the last 50-win season for the Mavericks, BJ, 21 22. What are we doing that season? We went to the conference finals. Mm-hmm. But before yeah. that, it, it had been a while, all the way back to the 14 15 season. Not too much of a special season. So it's one of those that doesn't harken back to what I'm trying to get to here. But go Was back that- a little further. And the time before that, PJ? Championship. Championship season 57 wins. So when we win and- 50 plus games within the last 12 years, which has only been two times aside from that championship year. We get yeah. to the conference finals at least in the last yeah. three times that we've had 50 plus win seasons. So, I was just saying, 57. We just need to win 50 games, BJ. <laughs> you just need to win 50 little old games. Is, is it that simple, Drew? That's all it takes, man. But uh, yeah, let's say that, that 2011 team that won 57 games, that, that was only good enough for third that year. That's what's truly mind boggling about how, how good the West was that year. The, the Mavericks had 57 wins, and they were third in the conference. Yep, and that, that might be something you run into again this year. I mean, that's that's what it's kind of like on both sides. are kind of stacked up here. So if we have those that 50-win season, that could be – I mean, it may not be a top-two seed, you know, but yeah. there we go. But You're going to have to you're gonna get everybody's best is what you're going to have to do in, in any sort of facet. But I'm calling a 50-win season for the Mavericks right now. I love I'd love it, 50, man. I would love yeah, that. 50 win season for the Dallas Mavericks 2023-2024. All right. As I get ready to go ahead and clip that out, why don't we shift gears? And speaking of playoffs, we were talking about the potential of the Mavericks if they get to the playoffs, but we're in the WNBA playoffs right now. We're in the WNBA semifinals, Drew, right now. In fact, uh both series game threes are going to be played tomorrow. This episode drops on a Friday, so later on tonight, if you're listening here uh, over wherever you get your podcast. But if you're listening live, we still got another night and change before we get to what's going to be do or die for the Dallas Wings as they are down in, in a pretty tough-looking 2-0 hole against the defending champ aces. Meanwhile, the other side of things, you've got Connecticut and New York that are all square at one game piece. And through that series right now, it looks like it could be the one that, that – all goes all the, the the distance all the way to five like we thought it could it very well possibly could be uh you don't have very much of a likelihood of the dallas and aces one uh going mm-hmm. the distance and here's why bj no team has come back from a 2-0 deficit to win a series in wnba history so actually it doesn't rule out the chance of it getting there it just it's it's gonna have to rules, take something historical almost just about rules it out of it Happening, yes, it would have Dallas Wings would have to continue making history this season and make the history mm-hmm. of all histories against the defending champs and send them home by winning three straight in the semifinals. Yeah, man, 
I mean, you know, we've talked about how good the Aces are at home. The the first game really was that buzzsaw that the you know the Wings really needed to avoid. They played a lot better in game two. They just didn't have enough to overcome Asia Wilson and and her MVP snub. I, I really you know she she said there was no added fuel from from not getting the MVP and for that game two performance. But it's tough not to feel like that was the case. I mean, you look at what she was able to do going off for 30 points and 11 boards and, and just really feeding off of the crowd in game two. It, I mean, there's no reason or no way that it, it didn't at least affect her and, and have her playing at the top of her level. Like we said that it would, you go back to last week. We said, if she doesn't win the MVP, she's going to go out on a tear in game two. Did and the that, one sure enough what happened? Did the one who voted for Stewie just say that Asia got snubbed for the MVP? Well, that's what she thinks. That's what her fans think. Oh, okay. It was, okay. I did vote for Stewie. I okay. did. I own that. Oh, this is what Asia thinks. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. And the Aces. Gotcha. Fans. I was like, yeah. hmm. Yeah. Were you committed to that Stewie pick, or did you have Asia in your pocket secretly? No, no. Okay. I was committed to Stewie. I'm like like <laughs> I said, like I said, and I stand by it most of the time that you're out there with with you got Stewie, you you've got the best player on the court. There's only a handful of players that are in that same stratosphere. And H.O. Wilson's one of them. And I think at the end of the day, Stewie just, you know, by inches was, was just a, a smidge better. That doesn't mean that, that Asia Wilson won't get her revenge if they match up in the finals against each other. Yeah, we'll see. We um, but things are in full swing, BJ. Um, got to see these games. The only one I missed was the uh, Vegas Aces and Wings game two came on after i had already passed out went to bed mm-hmm. um but got to check out the highlights from that game it was it was quite a quite an early start from well i mean throughout the course of the game but started off really hot for chelsea gray she was the equalizer kind of in the early going for vegas to kind of get that that early start and and i mean still throughout so many games it feels like nobody can even contain asia wilson she already you know three straight games with 30 uh, 30 or more points uh, first time in WNBA history that ever happened, but like, man, you mm-hmm. think an emerging, you know, Tierra McCown is one of the bigs in this league would give Asia some trouble. She doesn't seem to be giving Asia a whole lot of trouble. I, I get it in some respects. I mean, Asia is a different type of big, you know, a, a lot more agile, you know, quicker, uh, you know, better defender and things like that. But big T, come on, give it, give it some yeah. more fight here. But you know they've they've definitely got a battle. Wings are getting it close. I mean it, it's it's a tough environment in Vegas as well. I mean yeah. not only are the I mean the Aces are are good at home. Yeah, I mean it's just they have a phenomenal home crowd. It's it's mm-hmm. you know, a rough environment if you're not clicking on all cylinders. And you know I don't think uh, Saw Two has had the uh, the greatest playoffs against Vegas so far in these semifinals in terms of in terms of scoring so far. Um, she hasn't she hasn't shot well from the field. 16 points in game one in their 14-point loss. She was uh just 35% from the field. And in the seven-point loss in game two, she was under 30% from the field. She hasn't been able to get a whole lot going, hasn't been the most improved player that we've seen in the, you know, we saw in the first round and throughout the course of the season. Uh she's been having some trouble out there. Not sure what's had her you know, going awry and not really clicking like she has been throughout the course of the season. Uh, some other players have been fine. Natasha has been playing well. Um, you know, Big T does all right. Enrique is playing well. But, you know, they got to get Satu Sabali going to really put her mm-hmm. in this mix. I mean, she's rebounding the ball, you know, six and a half a game. And, 
you know, getting the assists out there. But they need this. They need the scoring from her. Her scoring is down to back yeah. to what it was, you know, in previous seasons in the regular season. They need they need what she's been amped up to this year. They need to get Satu Sabali going. They need to get yeah. that going. And the Wings they made they made some changes throughout the. Yeah, game two of what they wanted to do as far as like how many minutes they're playing guards now. So they've swapped out Odyssey uh, and starting and it swapped her into the starting lineup for Crystal Dangerfield. And mm-hmm. Crystal went from starting and playing a whole bunch of minutes throughout the playoffs so far to uh, the second least off the bench uh, in game yeah. two. I mean, did it lead to the ultimate, you know, what came down to, you know, a single digit loss? Don't know. I mean, I do like Odyssey in the starting lineup, and you know, mm-hmm. um, you know, both of those point guards are not afraid to to score the ball. I think Odyssey would attack it more maybe than than Crystal, but you know, her 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 awareness, her passing, and getting other. I think it's so vital for Odyssey in, in the starting lineup so far for for Dallas. I think it's going to help them, and why Coach T made the yeah. swap. She sees what it's going to help. You know, as far as the veteran that's been there before to to get some other players their shots and uh, get things going early because that's what it's going to take for Dallas. They have to – they got to win this first quarter. They've been able to keep up through, you know, second and third and then, you know, fourth for the majority until, you know, some things pull away at the very end or whatever. But the first quarter has been – I mean, it's the end-all, be-all, I think, in this series for them. If if the Wings can take the first quarter at home, I think it will definitely help their momentum throughout the rest of the game. Uh, I can't remember how the first quarter went when I was there the last time back in July, um, but – you know, right now it seems like what they need as far as getting good starts. I mean, in, in previous years, that's that's been that's been a part of what the Wings haven't been able to do sometimes. Haven't had good starts. You know, pick up, have a really good second quarter, have like a terrible third quarter, and then by the time you know, it's like okay, we need to pick it up again. It's too late, and the game is already lost. But you know, they start off well against this team that's fired up the way that they are. You know, an angry Asia out there. You gotta. The, another thing, and I just keep on. I'm kind of babbling about this series at this point, but. You know, you gotta. The people that aren't supposed to be beating you are beating the crap out of you in this series. Is Asia and Chelsea make the others beat you? I mean, they're scoring too, but I mean, they're not the the main equalizers of these losses. I mean, Asia's dominating every game, and then Chelsea, she's starting to get what she wants. If you see that again in Game Three, be worried for Chelsea to be yeah. on that when the jumper is on. Everything else just keeps on clicking for Chelsea Gray. So when you see the buckets fall, those fadeaways over everybody just swishing through the net, you got to be worried as a as a Wings fan at that point. But yeah. you know, they move the ball well once she gets going. And, I mean, saw some no-look passes from Chelsea to, to Asia. I mean, the confidence is rolling for the team. So you got to find some way to derail it. They've got to have an off game. You know, a game three loss would do it. Force them into a game four. Just make things troublesome. At least, put, you know, put them on their heels a little bit. But. Um, that's that's what Dallas has got to do. I mean, they're they're in a they're in a rough spot, so they'll just have to see. We'll just have to see what they do in in response to it. Um, yeah, absolutely. Go back to that game that you went to that uh, Dallas did get the win at home. They were trailing after the first quarter. They were still down by I believe six going in the fourth quarter, and they finally had the you know a really good fourth quarter. Held the Aces to twelve in the fourth quarter, and were able to to get the. Uh, free throws from Natasha Howard to, to win that game at, basically at the buzzer. Um, so it, it's it's not something that they've had a whole lot of success in terms of you know winning the first quarter. They've been competitive. I mean, they were only trailing by one after the first quarter of game one. Uh, and then you go back and, and look at game two. 
And I believe the aces really were just more, flat out more dominant in that first quarter from game one to game two. Uh, yeah, you go back when they were down by one after the first quarter Sunday and they were down eight at the end of the first quarter on Tuesday. So it, it's going to be something that just, you know, in general, the wings need to get off to a better start. Otherwise it's, it's going to be, that's going to be all she wrote. And, you know, I mean, at this point you're playing with house money uh, yeah. because, you know, you this is, yeah, everybody, everybody pretty much expected you to get this far, but no further. So you're not the team that's got all the pressure on. If you can play loose and fast and just kind of, you know, maybe even show something different that Vegas hadn't seen yet before. Now's the time you had two, days one to travel and then another day in between as you get ready for for game three tomorrow if you got something that you haven't shown anybody that yet this year now's the time to to get it out and and see if you can find some success with it as, as we get ready you know backs against the wall trying to to save the season and i really think that it's going to have to you know you're going to need to see something from big t you're going to need to see something from kalani brown as well if, if, if dallas is going to win this game and, and potentially stay alive in the series. Yep, life's just life's got to be tougher for Asia Wilson in there, the great yeah. equalizer. And not to uh, forget about this other series going on that you absolutely you, you yeah. alluded to earlier, Connecticut and New York. I mean, things are going here, and New York is even things back up after a brutal loss in in Game One. Um, mm-hmm. You know, winning by single digits in this one kind of taken over after themselves losing in the opening quarter, winning the next three and winning the game. Um, still not getting a whole lot from the MVP, Brianna Stewart, who did not have the, the greatest game, three of 13 from the field, just 11 points, had 11 rebounds, though, and five blocks with five steals. Um, there was some stat out. I shared it. I can't remember what it was. The first player mm-hmm. either in Liberty or WNBA history to have 10-plus points, 10-plus rebounds, five plus assists and five or more blocks. Um, so, I mean, she's still getting a lot done, even though she's not being the most effective scoring-wise so far. And that was um, – I think she even had trouble like that in the first round. So, I mean, that's that's why uh, the Liberty did what they did in the offseason, had to, to load up the roster. So, if Stewie has an off that, they can still win games. Absolutely, and, uh, yeah. I well, mean – Connecticut had – go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, just I was going to say – you had a you had a good game from Sabrina, uh, who yeah. really came through and, and and helped them to get that victory. But you know, it was it's one of those things that, uh, you know, they they just it was a team effort, and that's what you've got to get at this point in in the the season. You had all five of their their starters finishing in double figures, yep. and they were just able to kind of get downhill and and get to the free throw line a bit more than they were in game one. Yeah, totally agree with that. And Sabrina didn't miss a single free throw. She was 10 of 10, 10 of their 16 points from the line. Um, And Connecticut had an off game, too, except for, I mean, Tiffany Hayes, of course. It was 12 or 19 from the field in that 30 ball in the game. Melissa Thomas didn't have a whole lot going, two for 13, just 10 points. You know, did a little bit of everything else. And DB was just Mm -hmm. 6 for 15, had 19 points. But, you know, Mm -hmm. Tiffany Hayes can be a leading scorer going into uh, expecting to – get a victory over in New York. I mean, it's great that yeah. you get that from her. You want to be able to keep getting, you know, a scoring output to a degree of that from her, but you, you got to have more scoring from, you know, your, your runner up MVP, Alyssa Thomas, and you got to yeah. have DB being DB. I mean, she's still got you 19, but 
you still need a little bit more from her. And I mean, she knows what's required at this point and you know, what Connecticut is looking like as far as what they have as a unit. So um, you know, well, you, I mean, you've it, had step ups from your, your bench players who, who play a good amount of minutes, Nelson Adota and uh, Ty Harris. Ty Harris has been uh, a good little piece for him out on the wing, uh, the guard getting in rotation. They haven't played Dijanae Carrington uh, in this series so far, which has been odd as a, as a player who is in the uh, six player of the year race this season haven't really used her we'll see if you know maybe they decide to toss her into the mix now coach uh, coach of the year stephanie white does in this round they're only going seven deep uh or they at least only went seven deep in this last game uh mm-hmm. new york goes eight with three out to mention thornton dolson and johannes so yeah. we'll have to, we'll have to see what happens in the changes connecticut sun and the new york liberty making game three uh, Stewie's obviously going to get to uh, look to get going at some point. Hasn't really done that so far. And once she does, I think the Liberty will just be kind of off and running for a bit because yeah. everybody else has been able to get it, uh, get it figured out for the most part. Another double double from John Paul Jones, 11 and 13. Yeah. Um, so she's, she's continued what she had at the end of the regular season and in the first round. So that's good to have as a consistent base of double doubles like that for, for that team right there. But the yeah, Sun, that, the Sun it, did what they wanted to do, though, in that first yeah. game. I mean, at least yeah. stealing the home court and, and having a chance now with two guaranteed at home, even in a tied series. I mean, just getting that first game and in the manner in which they did was huge for them. Oh, yeah, you had to had to do it. And they'll look to ex, uh, extend this series as long as it'll go. Um, now they get to bring things back to Connecticut, and I think that'll be favorable for them. And, you know, the crowd will be good right there. Uh, at home, and uh, it'll be real energized, and I think it'll be a fantastic game three uh, for both teams. The game, the series, the games have been good really so far Absolutely. on both yeah. sides. I think, regardless of you know it being quote unquote chalky between wings and aces right now with just a two elite for aces, but I mean yeah. it's been good. It's been it's been good still. This is kind of what we expected with that series, at least. I mean, there was there was hope that the that the wings would be able to to be a little bit more competitive, and I think if they had gotten off to some better starts, the they might have been able to steal a game in Vegas, but I mean, this is exactly what we expected for Connecticut and, and Liberty. This is this is a series I do feel Drew is is going to be deciding New York. I think they'll split. I don't know if it's going to be Connecticut that takes Game Three tomorrow and puts New York's backs against the wall, or if the Liberty come out and then the Suns save their season on Sunday at home. But I feel like this is going to be decided in New York in Game Five. We shall see. We shall see as the semifinals pick up when this episode drops, and then they'll be done by the time we get back for another episode, most likely. And when yes, and we'll be on the verge of the WNBA finals. Oof. Yeah. Wow. It's going by fast. It's crazy. amazing. Crazy to think. And uh, let's take a look at something else in the WNBA. Some uh, WNBA awards have been given out so far. A lot of uh, hardware has, and we still got some to, to be delved out as well. But the one that's mm-hmm. gotten the most controversy. EJ, and that was that was that MVP award earlier this week. It did not go mm-hmm. to the person I thought it should have gone to, but it went to it went to your candidate, Brianna Stewart. And, we- and like I told you a couple weeks back when we were talking about the uh, the awards, I, I was right there with you that it should that AT was was MVP until I saw what Stewie did in the final week, and just you know, kind of just her performances alone was just that little extra notch and i mean as close as this race was drew you know it it still not necessarily could have been decided by that 40 point uh performance she had against dallas but you know there was a lot of you know there were a lot of different choices 
this is, I think it's got to be the closest WNBA MVP race that we've seen in quite a while, Drew, if, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. And here's the accolades for the season for the snub, I'm going to say it, the snub of <laughs> Alyssa Thomas for the MVP award, a 2023 WNBA All-Star, the June Eastern Conference Player of the Month, a three-time Eastern Conference Player of the Week, peak performer this season in rebounding, leading with 9.9 rebounds a game, all defensive first team in the league this year, WNBA's all-time leader in triple doubles, WNBA single season records in assists with 316 and double doubles with 28. The fastest player in WNBA history to record 3,000 plus points, 1,500 rebounds plus, 1,000 plus assists, 400 plus steals, all in 261 games. Oh, and I'm not done, BJ. Got to 3,000 career points this season on June 15th. Got to 2,000 career rebounds back on August 24th. Had 1,000 career assists back on July 20th. Well, those are nice careers, career numbers, Drew, but that what does that mean in terms of the season? I, I mean, you, the better argument is what her season numbers were. I, I get that she had some, some very impressive I'm career I'm getting athletes. there. Okay, all right. Franchise sure. records this season. Franchise leader now in free throws made as of June 4th versus Dallas. Franchise leader in rebounds as of June 25th. Franchise leader in assists, July 18th. Continuing. 2023 individual games with 10-plus points, 10-plus rebounds, 5-plus assists, and 2-plus deals. Alyssa Thomas, 15. The rest of the league, 14, BJ. There you go. That's a good stat. That's your that's and I gave you the the best one you've listed so far. What what the best one I've listed? BJ, I gave you the triple doubles in a season, double doubles in a season. You got players like Sylvia Fowles, and she doesn't she doesn't pass them in double doubles. Fastest player at all. I didn't say that wasn't impressive. I was saying that's the most impressive. Oh, you got high standards. Uh (laughs) continuing on through here, the first in individual net rating. Oh, that's a whole lot of net rating stuff. Forget all the <laughs> net rating blobbies, blahs. But still, the MVP got snubbed. It's whatever. Uh, Asia, she was my she was my runner up. Frankly, no offense to your Brianna Stewart pick, but uh, just appalling. And some of the voting, uh, some of the voting uh, numbers that came out were the biggest, you know, problem with things. Some of the things that we saw in the uh, the breakdown of the voting, they don't show who votes, but they show mm-hmm. the numbers, how many votes for each place, and things like that, just as the NBA does. Yeah, because uh, they don't want you. They don't want you to be tweeting at the journalists or whoever that votes uh, because they didn't we did. vote a certain way. I'm not. I wouldn't be afraid of it. The past I few know. years, I'm, I show my work. <laughs> I ain't. I, I do it. it. Doesn't even matter to me. Uh, but these. Once recently, or at least this 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 individual that voted Asia Wilson fourth in MVP voting this year, and it had teammate Chelsea Gray in third in hmm. this voting. Like, I don't know if I agree with that one. That that might be a little far fetched. Yeah, and uh, there there was a call out, and I, I won't play that video from Andrea Carter uh, live on on the the. Uh, during one of the games the other night, I don't remember if it was during the post game or halftime or whenever, but I just, I just saw the after clip about, you know, the person who voted Asia fourth place in the uh, MVP voting, just like reveal yourself. Like what is, what is going on here? And, like, <laughs> it's, 
It just it doesn't make sense to me. And to have Chelsea Gray above her in a in a clear year where it's like Asia's best year and like Chelsea's not having one of those that should even warrant that. It's the only one that had even a pick like that in the stratosphere for Chelsea Gray in this MVP voting. No, if it's I could Chelsea- I could understand if you made the mistake and you meant to vote for Asia third and and you put you know and and accidentally I'm, said Chelsea and she got left off. But I'm to sure have her four. I'm sure somebody would try and pull put into their pocket and reach out an excuse and say, yeah, that's exactly what happened. It was an accident. My fingers slipped. Yeah. Whatever. Something stupid. Mm-hmm. It was a stupid move to do what you did and put her fourth in that voting. So yeah. shame on you. Shame on you. But I don't, I, I don't agree with that one at all, but so far, I mean, like I said, this is, this is such a close race, Drew, that it really, it there, you have great arguments for all three of these players to, to have won. And I think that just shows you how great of a, a year it was for the league as a whole, three of these three players that are, you know, were one, two, and three in the MVP race, let them determine it out for the title. Whoever whoever wins the title also gets the MVP award. How about that, Drew? You want to? No. <laughs> no. Winner take all? <laughs> no. No. Uh, right. Man. Uh, but it won't mean squat. Oh. The MVP won't mean squat if you don't win the title, they say, right? Yeah. That's, that's and, what they all, that's the ultimate goal. And Alyssa Thomas had the uh, the lead in first place votes for MVP voting as well. Yeah. Did not come away with it. That's and and that sometimes sometimes somehow happens because just the way that the vote discrepancy lays out. You know, Stewie gets you know more second place votes than AT did because you know you also had Asia Wilson coming in there, even though AT had more first place votes than Stewie did. I I mean I don't know. It's it's. Points. It's ridiculous. It, it it really is. But it, it's just another. Just I can't say it any more than I have already said. It just was like you you would not unless you voted for Chelsea Gray over Asia Wilson. Whatever you did, one through three, there there was no wrong order this year. I think you can make an argument for anybody, any one of those top three to be number one. Congrat! Oops, fingers slip. <laughs> Congratulations to Stewie. <laughs> But it should have been Alyssa or Asia's. Anyway, as we round out this WNBA talks, my fingers slipped a little bit early. It's now time for a little game come with it or quit it, baby. Oh, man. That's right. Another edition of With It or Quit It once again here, ladies and gentlemen. No guess. So all the questions go to Mr. BJ because I still got the questions right now for this season so far until he gets the helm back next time. But I got it, and we're ready to get Rocking, aren't we, Mr. BJ? You ready for these? We're ready, Drew. Let's do it. All right, let's get do. Let's get to it, man. With it or quit it. Question number one. Number one, Mr. BJ. On a bad day for you, no other alcoholic beverage is better to get a sip of than an ice cold beer. With it or quit it. Well, you know, I'd try not to have too many of those bad days that would necessarily uh, you know, require one of those. But, um, yeah, I mean, I drink. I think at, when I have to have one, it would be a beer more often than anything. I, you know, I can I can shoot some straight whiskey and, and everything like that with the best of them. But, you know, I, I mean, it's just is easier to, to go to the fridge and and get a nice ice cold bottle. And cold beer. And, yeah. Cold beer or a bad day. So, um, yeah, I'm with it. That would be the, the answer. Okay. There we go. I, I totally agree. That's, 
That's that's the go-to. If you got a nice ice cold one, if you like, if you got a Coors in there, you're if is what is it? The mountains are blue. Yeah, yeah. The mountains yeah. are blue. Your beer's as cold as the Rockies. You get in there, you see that? Oh, I need an ice cold. Ah, oh, it just it just hits the spot. It's a spot. I got I got my shiner out there in the fridge. I might go grab that one here. Too. That is, my uncle got me a six pack of those. When I visited. I guess. Those didn't last long. Anyway, yeah, I should ship you up some. <laughs> oh, go ahead. Number two, Mr. BJ. The so, Dallas Mavericks. We talked about them earlier. We did. They will have the highest scoring backcourt this season. With it or quit it? Well, it's it's tough to say that they won't. Although, don't necessarily sleep on uh, what we're going to see from Milwaukee with when you got uh, you know when you got Damian Lillard back there. I mean, just oh. just one man. But Lillard you know, I, I, yeah, he's not even. Yeah. He'll play small forward, so they don't technically have dynamic backcourt. I'll say with it. I'll say with it. I think that they're. I mean, you know, you you've got some some different arguments with maybe Beal and and Booker out there in 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 Phoenix, but. I think it's gonna be Dallas. There we go. Good choice. BJ. Two for two with it. Oh, see, you keep keeping track of this. <laughs> uh, Not intentionally. Moving on, number three, Mister BJ. When eating queso, you love you some queso. Yeah. When eating queso at home, because you get the preference mm-hmm. of your chips, you'd rather have a scoops chips than the regular restaurant style. With it or quit. Oh, it just depends on what was uh, readily available. What we got the last time we got some chips. You had a preference in your choice. Uh, hmm. I think this the scoops make a little bit more of a mess. So I, I'd probably just stick with the regular tortilla a chips. A mess? What? You're scooping <laughs> the cheese is sitting right in the middle in your little like bowl of a chip. But then when you crunch it, it all just shoots out everywhere. What? Like little crumbs. Who? How much cheese do you have in there? I've never had that problem at all. Not not the cheese. I'm meaning the chip. The chip particles is, no, is what. It isn't. I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's just that the scoops that I've gotten haven't been the best scoops. I don't know. But get some Tostitos or something. They're I'll fine. try. I'll try to get some Tostitos. I'll get back to you. But I'll, I'll say quit it just because for right now. But Dang. TBD. Re, let's revisit in season five because I'll forget. <laughs> of Moving on, number four, Mr. BJ. You believe that uh, your handwriting is better in print than it is in cursive. With it or quit it? Oh, my handwriting's terrible, whether it's in print or cursive. But yes, it's better if you if if I pr- if I write something out in print, I at least seemingly make it a little bit more legible. But if you're gonna get something from me, it's gonna be typed. So I'll say with it. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, that was quick and easy. <laughs> number five in the last and with it acquitted today bj anthony davis we, we we mentioned that name earlier today just mm-hmm. briefly didn't get into it but you believe that anthony davis will play 60 plus games this season with it or quit it the last time anthony davis played 60 or more games was the 2019 2020 season when he played 62 in the lakers one and all. If he wants to be eligible for the, uh, oh, the potential awards, then then yes. I, I 
that's the thing about it is, is like, are you asking me if he's going to stay healthy or not? And, yes. and that's something that's basically, I can't predict that because I don't have the, a fortune teller outfit or anything like that. I mean, the, the problem is the track record would say no, but I don't want to feel like I'm a bad guy and say, quit it. That I don't think he's going only to recent years would say no. Yeah. I mean, cause you go back to before his, his, you know, the last time that he played 60 plus games, like he didn't really have a whole lot of problem with, you know, missing time or injuries or anything like that. But as he's getting older, the the body is starting to break down a little bit more and, and does do so at a, you know, quicker and easier rate than it has been. I'm going to say quit it. Hope I'm wrong. Hope Dang, I'm wrong. Because it's, it's better. It's better for, for the Lakers. It's better for him if he can stay healthy. I just got to see it first. All right. He says quit it, and that's the end of with it or quit it. That's the end of the show as well, Drew. It is, BJ. Uh, make sure you guys find us wherever you get your podcast. Make sure you rate and review the show as well. Hit those five stars for us over on Apple and Spotify. Got a new episode coming again next week, of course. Same time, same place. You can find us here over on YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter for the live episode. And uh, make sure you, uh, you follow us. And for some reason, I just can't put this in the intro anymore. I always forget to throw this in. Follow us on social medias as well, all at the underscore lowdown. That's T-H-A underscore lowdown on all the social me- all social medias, except for Twitch, actually. Somebody took our underscore, so there's no underscore. But everywhere else, we're on YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, and X. That sounds weird to say, but we're on all those platforms. Make sure you go give us a follow and rate and review that podcast, as we mentioned. And uh, BJ, you got anything to add? I don't, Drew. I think we did a we did a pretty good show with everything we had to get to today, and we hope that you will be back with us next week to talk some more of everything there is to talk basketball as we get closer and closer to uh, the WNBA championship, Drew. Yes, indeed. Well, you heard it from BJ. That's it. That's going to be it for another edition of the Lowdown Sports Show. See y'all next time.